of Puds in the Cave, <laughs> Springfield. Today we look at season six episode. God, I was just thinking sixty-six. Like we're not that long from you not doing this bit anymore. And then I remembered when yeah. it's season six, <laughs> we're it's gonna keep going forever. Season six, uh, season six, episode seven. Bart's girlfriend. Bart gets a girlfriend in this episode. Bart gets heart. Hurt by Streep. I can't do one of those titles for this. Uh, Bart breaks his heart in this art. Because really, Nick, isn't all television art in a way? I suppose so. Yeah. Um, We can tie in the chalkboard gag for this one, which is... can we? I will not send lard through the mail. So Bart gets heart hurt posts lard. (laughs) Also... Are you saying post lard isn't he post lard or like post lard? uh, Like... After the posting of the lard. He was entering into his... He was entering... <laughs> his post-lard phase. His post-lard yeah. phase, yeah. yeah. As we all do eventually. As we all do eventually. As we probably should in our 30s. I mean, yeah. Oh, thank, thank you, PlayStation. Thank you, PlayStation. Yeah. We are both slightly overweight. <laughs> <laughs> we should enter our post-lard stage. Yeah, probably. Oh, God. Imagine. Have, yeah. you, have you actually ever eaten, like, lard? Like just straight up cooking lard? Well, not, not, yeah, I mean, not, not straight up, like, just shoveling it into your face. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure that I've ever... I've probably eaten something at a restaurant that may have been, like, yeah. maybe some roast potatoes that would I'd say lard. so. My grandma used to cook with a lot of lard. She would have just chunks is, of lard sitting around. Is lard the refined beef fat, or is it a piggy fat? I think it can be lard. either or, maybe. Searching. Uh, lard um, is fat from a pig. In both its rendered and unrendered forms, it is a semi-soft white fat, me too, um, <laughs> derived from fatty parts of the pig with high saturated fatty acid content and no trans fat. Well, that doesn't seem very woke, does it? No. Um, rendering is by steaming, boiling or dry heat. Ooh, dry heat. Dry heat. <clears throat> One of my favourite kinds of heat. I agree. I love a good wet heat. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> um, dry, hot American summer. Yes. Um... I also believe that lard is a recurring character in this podcast because lard is one of the components of pemmican. Oh, if you remember back from the pemmican <laughs> That's day. That's true. Did that pemmican you ordered ever arrive? The several crates of it? Yeah. No, I sent it back. That's probably for the best. I didn't want it. I paid a lot for that and I sent it back. Anyway. When we were opening, I didn't notice the couch gag because I was busy writing my first note. Right? I asked you, am I right in saying that Mel Street plays Bud's girlfriend in this? And you responded, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> this is the most well prepared since this podcast out there. We really do our research. Well- what happened shortly after that, just for the benefit of the, of the listener, is I did a quick Google and I said, oh yeah, it is Meryl Streep. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'd also <laughs> done a quick Google, just to double check. I enjoy the way that your initial comment was blown off by me, and then my <laughs> follow-up comment was blown off by you. Multiple Oscar winner Meryl Streep, giving her best performance here, probably. I'm, I don't know. I, I think when I think... Think Meryl Streep. That's not a very good sentence. When I try to conjure up Meryl Streep, I actually am envisioning Helen Hunt. Are you? I'm. She's the Twister one, right? <laughs> Probably. I think she was in Twister. She's also in the Man movie about You, isn't she? The movie about cyclones, not the board game. Oh, okay. Um, 
that would have been amazing though if Twister was about the board game and just like a cow blows past <laughs> while a bunch of people play a shitty board game and it knocks one guy off the board just straight off the board yeah um, do people still play Twister? I assume they must right I don't know why would they not why I, was that a thing that would have stopped? I don't know I can I mean if you believe the um, consistently uh, overreactionary and um, f- fraudulently false conservative media it wouldn't surprise to be honest it surprises me that there isn't a story of twister has been banned because of fears of inappropriate con you know some Mm. something along those lines i'm surprised they haven't tried to beat that one up already Hmm, interesting anyway twister's fine i guess yeah probably i've never played it i think really i don't think i've ever played twister fuck and I'm 31 now. I'm not going to play Twister for the first time at 31. Not only are you not going to, you cannot. Like, you, <laughs> you can't rock up to a friend's house and be like, hey guys, I thought we could all play Twister. You need to be like, I feel like to play Twister, you need to be very like uninhibited about your body and your personal space. And I'm just not. Well, <laughs> it's because neither of us are in our post-lard phase. <laughs> We're still very intra-lard. Well, I feel... I don't know, it feels like an intra-lard game, or possibly a pre... Maybe there's not really a pre-lard period, but a definitely intra-lard in that, you know, it's mostly, like, children are playing it, and then, like, horny teens are playing it for different reasons, I feel. That's a good point. I feel like, yeah. That's a good point. And see, we... It's either, like, completely non-sexualized or ultra-sexualized. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's the risk we run as as 31 and 32. We can't say, hey, let's play it, because everyone's going to look at us and go, all right, well, what end of this particular spectrum is this person sitting on? Um, is Are they thinking this is a completely naive way to spend an afternoon, or are they going to try and, you know, honk my pants? Honk your pants? I don't know. Tried to come up with a phrase that wasn't going to offend anyone. <laughs> a phrase that, like, is obviously sexual but still means nothing. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's my favourite Venn diagram. <laughs> sexual and means nothing. Wait, that sounded more depressing than it needed to. Oh, no. Everything's fine. This episode opens with the children playing a game of uh, Cowboys versus Native Americans. Yes. I uh, don't know about that. Yeah. I guess that's a thing you maybe wouldn't put on TV these days. Although I do like that Millhouse does thought, call them Native Americans. Yeah, I like that bit. Mm. I thought that when they're all done up in the, the headdresses and the war paint and the bandanas and stuff, I just thought they were on their way to Coachella. <laughs> to the episode's credit, it doesn't fuck this up too much by 90 standards, I think. That's a good point. But- As opposed to that episode from season 14 we watched for um, The Simpsons Index, yeah, which really was, fucked it up. That was a hellfire. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that um, the the headdress and the war paint and that stuff probably wouldn't get over the line these days. And in this 90s sitcom, animated sitcom, The Simpsons, mm. they're, they're still happy to do that. But then they also give a nod and a wink of, oh, not allowed to say this anymore. It's got to be Native Americans. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. You're, you're being a little cheeky with mm. referencing the fact that this isn't as good as it could be, but still doing it. I don't know. Maybe I gave them the benefit of the doubt and kind of read that as sincere. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, the joke is, I don't know, like, we have to be politically correct with the name, but, like, we're still playing this very outdated game. Yeah, okay. Although, I don't know. It's complex. We can't know exactly what they're trying to say here. What time is a church service? Yeah. I was kind of wondering, how are all the kids organizing this game so early in the morning? This seems like a very full-blown game for what I presume is like 
10.30. I would think earlier than that, probably. Like, maybe 9am. Yeah, right. So they're, they're getting up at 6 and doing, like, war paint. I suppose so. Good lord. There must have been some pre-planning involved in this. There must have been some pre-planning involved and in Nelson that. And Nelson is somehow in on it. He's got his uh, Killmaster 3000. Mm. A toy that I feel like... I don't know. Maybe it would either be doing very well or wouldn't be allowed now in America. Oh, no, it'd be doing very well in America, but it would shoot real bullets. Yeah. And that's not great. Yeah. It's a kid's toy. Yeah. 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 The Simpsons. Was that article real the other day? The one that I thought was point and clickbait? Um, uh, Walmart is no longer selling violent video games, but continues to sell guns. Yeah, that's real. God. I have... Okay, the thing is, like, Walmart... My understanding is this wasn't, like, an official mandate that's actually gone out. Like, it might have been an isolated incident at a few stores. Okay. But also, I don't know, my feeling on this is, like, removing advertisements for violent products following a shooting is actually kind of standard protocol. That happens all the time. Yeah, okay. But still, obviously, like, there is, like, a major epidemic problem in the U.S. that is not being addressed. Mm. Uh, You know, gun control reform, etc., etc. Like, get on top of it. Obviously. I mean, it's the obvious position now. If, it's the only right position. If our listeners in America could just band together, I'm pretty sure it would all be solved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mysteriously, American majority listenership. I'm sure a lot of them are in uh, the White House. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm Leading want... a secret rebellion. I'm, oh, okay. Taking it down from the inside. Yeah, they're not doing a very good job, though. I mean, Trump is still president. <laughs> Taking it in from the downside. Yeah. You gotta take the down with the, the what am I saying here? It I doesn't am, matter. I enjoy that Captain McCallister says that he hates the sea and everything in it. <laughs> You're jumping a little bit ahead. Oh. I've got a I've got a more pressing comment here. Oh, okay. We gotta talk about Shlomo. Oh, Shlomo. Yeah. When the kids are being called into church, we hear like, Right, Lisa, time for church, I'm your mum Marge and like uh, uh Millhouse, you got violin lessons, uh, I'm your dad. And then we hear Millhouse doesn't have violin lessons. No, it's Shlomo. Shlomo's got the violin lessons. Yes. We hear this, we turn on the subtitles yes. and it just said man and then in uh, brackets in Yiddish accent. Yes. I'm thinking Shlomo. We don't know Shlomo. No, we don't. And this guy he sounds a bit like the old Jewish man we see sometimes, but yes. but, but, but could this be Norman? Fuck, it's been a while since we've done Norm. So we yeah. know that Norm has a child. Yes. Because in episode one, in season one, episode one, uh, Homer walks past, oh, Norm, yeah, you got dragged to Springfield Elementary. The child goes to Springfield Elementary. So Norm does have a... Yeah, this could be. This could be Norm. Yeah, could be Norm calling for Shlomo. Little Shlomo could be the son of Norm. Yeah. I'm just assuming Shlomo is a male name. I don't really know. Uh, yeah. Is it a name or a nickname? Hmm. That's also an interesting question. I'm going to search Shlomo. You're going to do some Shlomo name. Googling. Shlomo name. Uh, Shlomo, meaning peaceable, is a common Hebrew male given name. Oh. The following individuals are often referred to only by the name Shlomo, Solomon, king of. and a beatboxing artist. Okay. There have been a couple of famous <laughs> Shlomos, including. A beatboxing artist and Solomon King of Ancient Israel. Oh, cool. That's exciting. Story. Good. Good name. It is a good name. Okay, cool. Well, we got to the bottom of that one. The whole uh, bit about uh, Marge I'm, I'm talking. Gonna, I'm going to talk that up as a norm sighting. Okay. Potential Norman. Or a norm hearing, I suppose. Yeah. We didn't see him. We only heard him. No. Which yeah. I think I feel like is what we're going to get for Norman for most of the run of this series. <sighs> it's what I mean. I mean, look, I feel like for the last couple of seasons we haven't even had a hearing. We're going to have our ears open for Norman. That's what I've been saying. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so much talking about uh, how church is going to, you know, enrich their lives and it's going to teach them values and then the sermon being all fire and brimstone. That's funny. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Good gag. Yep. Good gag in this. The Simpsons, <clears throat> a comedy TV show. Yep, because you gotta you got to go there to learn about your morals and then we hear about someone stabbing someone else in the eye. Yeah, could have been Oedipus. Could have been. It Oedipus. It Oedipus wasn't. stabbed out his own eyes. Stabbed out his own eyes. Yeah. Because like, oh, I don't want to see the stuff that I've done anymore. I'm going to pluck these eyes right out of my own skull, baby. Oedipus. Yeah. Good lord. Oedipus Rex. Ah, oh, the king of Oedipus. Yeah. He's yeah. the one who... Well, how king he, Oedipus, not king of Oedipus. How do he, he get the... With his, with his little tiny... His little tiny arms. I'm doing little tiny Tyrannosaurus Rex arms yes. for the listeners at home. His little <laughs> tiny Oedipus Rex arms. How did he get his eyes out? He used a knife. What? <laughs> I see. Because he solved the riddle of the Sphinx. That's how he became king. Oh, God. I, I cannot pretend to be interested in the story of Oedipus anymore. Wait. <laughs> you know the riddle of the Sphinx, don't you? The riddle of the Sphinx. Yeah. No. The simplest of riddles. It's like, uh, what is it? It's like what walks on the morning on four legs, in the afternoon on two legs, and then at night on three legs. Um. Uh, 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 no, I have no idea. Okay, uh, listeners, if you can solve the riddle of the Sphinx, write to us at uh, puts on the key of Springfield at gmail.com and we will respond saying, Good job, you solved the riddle of the Sphinx. Are you going to tell me what the answer is? Yeah, I guess I'll tell everyone right now. Yeah, okay. it is, uh, it's a person. Oh. Because they're a toddler, they crawl around, then they walk upright, then they have a cane. Uh, so. The the morning, day, and night is a metaphor. A what? <laughs> for time. Yes. I see. Time I see. being, as we understand, a flat circle. Yes. Yes. In this donut-shaped egg, egg flip <laughs> omelette verse. Okay. Yeah. I really like Bart pulling out the troll and doing the little troll dance and singing that do absolute to, fucking jam of a song. Do I have to now pluck my eyes out with a knife because I have understood the riddle of the Sphinx? I don't think so. Fuck. I me. mean, the reason Oedipus pulls out his own eyes is because he realised he killed his father and fucked his mother. Oh, I mean, that's 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 a lot to take in. Yeah. 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 He, he also, looks over there, he's like, ah, oh, wish I hadn't done any of that. I also feel like, though... Like, I actually think he's done himself a disservice, not just in killing his dad and shagging his mum, but he's done himself a disservice because I think one way to get over something, you know, as traumatic as finding that out is to experience new things. And whilst gouging out your own eyes is a new experience, I feel like it limits the number of new experiences you can get. So for the rest of eternity, all he's going to have is that memory of those things he did. Well, I think afterwards, I think there are sequels to Oedipus, and he just gets really into podcasts. Sick. Yeah, but he listens to like a lot of Joe Rogan, like he kind of goes down a bit of a dark path. That's not great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Gets really into true crime for a while, but then he like listens to that like really dirtbaggy one by that asshole guy. I forget the name of it. What's I don't want to just like say a name in case I get it wrong either and accidentally accuse someone of being terrible. Jordan Peterson? Uh, no, he did not mean Oh. Yeah, you're right. I did not mute the mic at all. Damn it. And then I muted you saying you didn't mute the mic. Good. Fuck. Oh, and you attempted to mute on Jordan Peterson, who I'm fully willing to call a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. I was just doing it for, I don't know, 
I was I, I don't know what I was doing. It was the podcast Sword and Scale, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? The Simpsons, the podcast, Troll Man. I'm a troll man. It's a real jam. I'm into it. It it is good. Yes. I like trolls. You do like trolls. I had a little troll um, uh, uh, green hair and blue business suit that I took to all of my year 11 and year 12 exams and it sat on the corner of my desk. How did you use it to cheat? It would whisper the answers to you. Yeah, it was a possessed. Um, it was a little possessed boy. Oh, he had a possessed troll on your desk it was during pre- exams. It was pretty sick. He was sitting there going, Nick, I also don't know trigonometry. <laughs> and I'd be like, fucking little stupid possessed troll. What's the point? Nick, Nick, do you want to know the secrets of the afterlife? <laughs> it's, it's a metaphor for aging. Because you see... At the night time, you have a cane. Walk on three legs. Riddle of the Sphinx. Nick. And then I just flick the troll off my desk because he's annoying little shit. Nick, do you wish to live deliciously? It was an evil troll. Do, is, that, is that a reference to something? Yeah. <laughs> what a thing to say. It was a, a reference to Robert Eggers, uh, the witch. As you'll see, my next note is The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers, 2019. <laughs> so the filmmaker Robert Eggers is on my mind. Um, I like, uh, when you said, when you whispered... The lighthouse in reference to the lighthouse scene in this episode. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. When you said, um, uh, Nick, do you want to live deliciously? That's what Black Phillips says. But what I imagined myself doing was slowly sinking into a bath full of caramel. (laughs) That was the very specific image that came to my mind when you said, do you want to live deliciously? And frankly, (laughs) yes, I do. I'm sorry, we were talking about caramel? That was ten minutes ago. (laughs) That was. Uh, Bath falling in love is very cute, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah, this episode is cute, and fun, and good. It's very cute. Meryl Streep does good voice. Yeah. Is that what her normal voice sounds like? See, I'm, I can't imagine her normal voice because I'm thinking of Helen Hunt. Yeah, she's not an 11-year-old, so it sounds uh. different. Because <laughs> uh. there's some celebrity voices that just come in and do, well, I'm just going to do my normal bloody voice. Yeah. Um, Hello, it's me. A little kid <laughs> in this class. Yes. Uh, whereas I, I figured she was putting on something. Yeah. But I couldn't tell to what extent. She definitely is. Like, uh, she sounds like an adult and Jessica sounds like a child. Interesting. Good to have a child. Yeah, it's good when they come in like somebody's doing a child and they just like do a child's voice. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, uh, things to do with the episode and the blossoming romance. <laughs> yes, this podcast. <laughs> dinner is a baffling choice. What kind of 8 to 11 year old just says, oh, come around to my house for dinner tonight. I'm sure my parents will be fine with that. Like, it is a, I, I realize it's required for the story, blah, blah, blah. But in the internal logic of the episode... Baffling choice. Well, I guess for children, it's hard to just like, ah, oh, we'll just go to like a bar and have a drink. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can go to the movies or you can go bowling. Those are really those, the options. Those really are the only options, aren't they? Yeah, bowling's great. Bowling is great. It's good. That's why I didn't date much as a young person. You what? Because you were you were too focused on the actual bowling and not on the dating, yeah. or because or because you were so limited by the options. Yeah, I mean that and like depression. <coughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There are a lot of factors involved. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> ah, good times. Uh, Nick, would you say that you are the devil's cabana boy? I'm not sure what a cabana boy is. No. So I'm not prepared to answer that question. 
I require further information. I require better and further particulars. Okay. Once you look at my notes, you have jumped well ahead of me. <laughs> so I have many, many scenes until we reach that dinner. Well, then, come on. <laughs> make, with okay. the, make with the naughty notes. Okay. Uh, Ralph is told that Jesus didn't have wheels in this episode. How can we be sure? How can we be sure? Yeah. The notes from that period are limited at best. Exactly. And you know me, I'm a wheel truther. I believe that Jesus did have wheels. It's extremely good. Um, <laughs> when you when you see two sets of tracks in the sand behind you, <laughs> know that it was him who carried you. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay, yeah, Jesus with wheels. That would have been good, I reckon. I really like that this episode... Oh, yes. I figured it. It's a typo. He wasn't a healer. He was a <laughs> wheeler. <laughs> Oh, he's wheeling and dealing. Oh, fuck. I mean, um, he directly opposed wheeling and dealing, I suppose. That's why he was crucified. But still... Well, hang on. But, 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 but even then, when, when he was opposed to wheeling and dealing, the the, the traders in the, the church that he, uh, he that he cast out and threw their trading tables over, what did he do, James? What did he do? He drove them out. <laughs> he did. Drove. Did he just throw me out? <laughs> I, I threw a, I threw a scrunched up piece of paper at you. A little piece of paper that I've been fiddling with. He drove them out, James. He did drive them out. I'm actually now fairly confident Jesus had wheels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fairly confident swinging up. <laughs> Ah, okay. Can I think of any other Bible like, story? All we know for sure is that his skin was very white, he had long brown hair, and he had four wheels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, four wheels. I was imagining I was imagining him more as a, as a as like a centaur, but instead of half horse he was half segway. <laughs> he had two wheels? Yeah, I was imagining him as a bi wheeler. He's like the cat bus from my neighbor Totoro, except as a person. <laughs> Oh, this episode is concerned with continuity in ways that I find very interesting. We find out in this episode why we have not seen Bart in Sunday school for a long time. Yes. Because they asked him to leave, essentially. Mm. And also, one of my notes midway through this episode is, if Jessica goes to school with Bart, why haven't we seen her before? And then at the end, we find out she was sent away to boarding school. Yep. But he, uh, Lovejoy flags that at the start too, saying, "Oh, now my daughter Jessica, who's just been, who's just come back from boarding school." Oh, does school. he? He Ooh, does. I yeah. was not paying attention, evidently. When when she does the first reading, she flags up. I was too busy writing notes, I guess. And then the reveal yeah. at the end is actually because he said, "Oh, she's you know back on a break from some from the boarding school." And Maybe. then I'm um, Reverend Lovejoy. Reverend yep. Lovejoy. And yeah. then the reveal at the end is, "No, that's the narrative you created. I was expelled." Yeah. Good writing in this episode. Are you worried because you can hear a machine going downstairs? Yes, I can hear the washing machine <laughs> through the uh, the microphone. It's not very loud. It's yeah, fine. it's everything's fine. I just I just took it, my perplexed look was trying to picture uh, trying to pinpoint exactly what that sound was. The uh, the <laughs> Sunday school teacher says that everyone was glad that Bart left, particularly the hamster. What did Bart do to this hamster? Based on the revelation that we've just had, I can only imagine he tried to make the hamster more Christ-like by affixing wheels to it. Because <laughs> it's a hamster wheel. Yeah, that's and true. And he just tried to meld the two. So they were inextricably linked. He made a pigeon rat. He did make a pigeon rat. He did make a pigeon I mean, rat. We've all made a pigeon rat. 
And then they start talking about David and Goliath, which got me thinking about the early episodes of this podcast. Oh, yeah. It's like episode four or five, I think, where we really dig into the David or Goliath's, David and Goliath story. <laughs> David or Goliath, I guess, would be a different story entirely. David and About, is it the very tall man or the slightly taller man? <laughs> um, man, that seems like a lifetime ago that we had that revelation. Yeah. What I feel a time. like if you haven't if you haven't listened to like episode five of our podcast, I feel like that's the episode where we figured out what the podcast was. Rambling tangents <laughs> and mostly bullshit. You know, like every other podcast. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Jessica asked Bard, Do you ever think anything you don't say? Which I think is kind of our motto. <laughs> the puzzle of the Kia Springfield motto. <laughs> oh, we should get here. We go. Here's another shirt idea. We should get. Um, we should uh, get someone to edit that scene so that it's Jessica turning to you and me, say, <laughs> like the, the cartoon versions of us from the cover art, saying, "Do you ever think anything you don't say?" Pause in the key of Springfield. <laughs> yeah, we should get that line of merch going. The uh, the website that I've been doing that we have a Patreon for. Go and find it. Point and click bait. The satirical website for video games. Mm. I was talking to the other guy on that the other day about like what our merch should be, and sure. I said I had this like vision of like releasing a bunch of merch that is just ripping off that like Facebook algorithm, like all those terrible shirts that you yes, see yes. advertised on Facebook. So all our official merch would just be like never trust somebody who like reads point and clickbait and was born in july <laughs> very good and then you know a bunch of gamer bullshit yeah a bunch of gamer bullshit yeah gamer yeah. bullshit that's my <laughs> brand at this point yeah <sighs> bad merchandise that's my jam uh i mean scotch toberfest scotch toberfest is good yeah I feel like You Used Me Skinner is one of the episodes, like, weird cultural touch points, one of the things that has, like, proliferated beyond the episode itself. I also think the, um, the, the Jessica Lovejoy, oh, I have to go stand over here now. Yeah. I feel like, especially in, like, high school, kind of mid to late teens, I feel like that line was used a lot to get out of situations that weren't actually awkward, but were made awkward by the introduction of that oddly cadenced line. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's another touch point, is what I was saying. Yeah. There's a few in this episode. They start to build up. There's a few. There's a few. <laughs> what? I, I'm sure why I said that. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah, the whole Scotch Doberfest thing, that's fun. It's a bit weird, but... um. Yep. See Willie's bum. You do see Willie's bum. He's yep. old, old bummy Willie. When when uh, Bart is preparing for the date and Homer starts seeing cats in the quail and then he says, alas, they have no bananas. Mm. What is that? I don't know. And I also... No, it's, it's yes, we have no bananas. Oh, yes, we have no yeah. bananas. Yes, we have no, a song by Louis Primer. I just assumed if we didn't know it, um, Diana, if you could let us know, yeah, a Simpsons super fan, Diana, who listens to this uh, podcast. I won't play the song. Though. She will inevitably tell us. Good Lord. What are you, what are you finding? The lyrics are, there's a fruit store on our street. It's run by a Greek and he keeps good things to eat, but you should hear him speak. When you ask him anything. Why are you reading this in the cadence of a children's picture book? <laughs> <laughs> But you should hear him speak. When you ask him anything, he never answers no. He just yeses you to death. And as he takes your dough, he tells you, yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We've got string beans and onions and cabbages and scallions and all sorts of fruit. And say we have an old-fashioned tomato, a Long Island potato. And yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. 
Oh my God, the second verse says, send me Pete and Nick and Jim. That's you and me. What? What the fuck? <laughs> second verse. <laughs> send me Pete and Nick and Jim. Who is Pete? I don't know. Is Pete the forgotten third member of Buds in the Game of Springfield? Is that the PlayStation's is real that name? Pete Best? The guy who got out of the Beatles? <laughs> Too early? Very good. Uh, none of our recurring ca- I mean, there's the washing machine, there's the PlayStation, there's the coffee machine, there's motorbike Mike. Ooh. None of these things are called Pete. Yeah, there was car driving Clive. Oh yeah, <laughs> car- I, f- I forgot about car driving Clive. There was, uh, there was Elliot. There's the ghost that haunted that one episode. That's about it. Yeah. We've never had a Pete. No, never what if a- we go back and listen to the first episode and there's some third guy we forgot about? Oh, that's right, Nick and James. I also agree that Norman's a mysterious character. Well, it's a good thing you just spliced in that clip from the first episode of Pete talking. <laughs> that's really good. Anyway. Uh, when Bud is at this, the aforementioned dinner, and he says, uh, he's talking about watching something on Fox, he says, this character named Martin was feeling rather randy, and he was heard to remark, the word randy, we should bring that back. I feel like people don't use randy anymore to Randy, mean, yeah. People just go straight to horny. And they, randy's funnier than horny. They, it is. Yeah. And wouldn't We all be... watched Austin Powers and lost our fucking minds, and we forgot all about randy. That's a very good point. Um, I also like the idea of using Randy as a replacement for horny in cultural milestones. Like, imagine if Austin Powers was, do I make you Randy, baby? <laughs> that sounds very weird. Or that song by Moose T. I'm Randy, 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 Randy. I'm Randy, I'm Randy, Randy, Randy tonight. Sorry, I shouldn't have made such deliberate <laughs> eye contact with you while singing that. I didn't really have any um, where for that joke to go. I anyway. like it. It's a fun word. It is a fun word. I think possibly ruined by Randy Quaid. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that he's ever made anyone feel Randy. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I mean, he's married, isn't he? Oh, is he? Oh, well, there must be it's someone Randy out. Quaid. There must be someone out there who's a, who's a Quaidman. Hmm. Who knows? Sure. I don't know. It's fine. I, take I, haven't, my, I haven't been paying that much attention to Randy Quaid. I take back everything I ever said about Randy Quaid. <laughs> everything you ever said? Everything what else did you say about Randy Quaid? <laughs> everything I ever said. Um, is he the one in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation that does the Merry Christmas Shitter Was Full? Is that, is that I don't Randy know, I've never seen National Lampoon's Christmas You've seen a lot of Christmas movies. I, I don't know what the deal is. I enjoy how thin our Venn diagram of movies are. <laughs> it is mysterious. It is so fucking strange. But as I said, like I feel like the list of movies you have seen doesn't make sense. Really. <laughs> it's like this very odd assortment. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly uh, Disney movies, the occasional um, weird thing like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and then Django Unchained. Like, it doesn't really make sense. I have seen Django Unchained. So have I. And I saw Inglorious Bastards. I saw Midsommar last night. That was Mid- fun. Midsommar. The new film by Ari Aster. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it had a reference to Austin Powers in it. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Was it someone going, do I make you randy, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. That's good. Excellent. The line in this episode that has really stuck with me for some reason, a thing that I say all the time, Mm. without thinking of anyone in particular, it's just like a funny line that I like, is when Bart's talking about Jessica, he says, so much better than that Sarah plain and tall. Oh, that is good. And then it comes to Sarah plain and tall crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the throwaway gag about somebody who does not exist outside of this joke. It is very fun. Yeah. Someone who was also apparently yeah. like like 
stalking Bart and spying yeah. upon him. And it's funny because it's really unusual for uh, the Simpsons to have like characters that only get mentioned once and then never come back. Like, you know, Dr. Colossus, Norm, and these characters that exist forever in the background. I feel like Sarah just fades away. Sarah does just fade away. Yeah. Is there a Sarah-Norm connection? Probably a Sarah-Norm connection. You think he's like her daughter? Maybe. His I daughter? I don't know. I mean, you're not going to have one child called Shlomo and then one <laughs> child called Sarah. I mean, Although maybe it would make more sense playing. for her to be in league with Colossus since she is tall. Yeah, okay. And he and, is. And plain. She can blend in. Yeah, and he's colossal. I actually think that she was wearing a dress that could be described as a toothpastey colour. Ooh, a toothpastey terror. Because on some level, it would make sense for Dr. Colossus to have a very plain sort of like Igor figure Igor? in his life. Yeah. Um, do you mean like an eagle? No, eagle. You know, like uh, the the assistant. Uh, I don't know, like Doctor <coughs> Frankenstein, maybe. Um, yeah, okay. Isn't eagle like the 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 bell ringer in Hunchback of Notre Dame? Uh, no. He's uh, what is the name of that guy? Gary, the aforementioned Hunchback. Hunchy. <laughs> I don't think it's Hunchy. Oh. Well, I I just had a hunch. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about the weight loss center? Yeah, sure. So we see Bart and Jessica eating ice cream out of a tub. Yeah. Uh, and they're both really enjoying it. And then there's one bit where Jessica looks at the camera and like rubs her tummy. And it's like, well, that's weird. Oh, and then you get a perspective change. And oh, I get it. They're out the front of a gym. But it's not called a gym. It's, it's called a weight loss center <laughs> to really drive home the fact that that's what the joke is based around. Very pointed gym, yeah. It, it could have just been called gym and it would have been fine. Um, but I really enjoy the way that they crowbarred that joke in by going, get it? Get it? Weight loss center. Does that just mean like it's a very cardio-focused gym? I suppose so. It also means that it's full of people trying to enter their post-lard phase. Yeah, I suppose so. Mm. And they're all just by the window. I feel like that's a cool place to put the the treadmills. I don't like people to be able to look at me if I'm on a treadmill. Uh, no, I agree. Put it in the back corner and turn the lights off. Yeah. Just let me run in the dark. Put it in the back corner, turn the lights off, lock it so that I can't ever get in. <laughs> That's my idea of a gym. Yeah. Not able to get in. You just have to run around outside. Mm. Uh, what was my next note? There's a brief shot, like a very brief shot of Ralph in the playground just really enjoying a slide. Like before you cut to like mm. Bart and his friends, what they're doing, we just get a little scene of Ralph just going down a slide. And just having a great time. And going, wee! And I watched that. I'm like, that's lovely. I'm really glad that shot is in this episode. That just is Ralph like having a good time and being a kid and like living his life. That is that is fun. Yeah. Have you seen weirdly the, touched by it? Have you seen the uh, the video of someone took footage of a roller coaster um, and it's Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins riding a roller coaster? Yes. That that made me laugh. More than I anticipated. I have seen that, and it is good. Mm. Also good, the scene where they go down the hill. This impossible hill. Oh, the glue. Yeah. <clears throat> so my, my current theory on the hill, because the only thing that is that steep and tall that we've seen in Springfield in our history of watching The Simpsons yeah. is... Popular anime and sitcom, The Simpsons, the, we should clarify. Little known, yeah. yet, yet also popular. It's a little obscure. What? Yeah. Um, it's filmed with a camera obscura. Um, uh, I mean, um, uh, is the murder horn, the murder horn, the murder horn, the big mountain that Homer uses the power source bars to climb. Yeah. I presume 
that in winter all the snow has melted and that it's just it's just a hill with a road on it. It seems that way. It seems that way. Otherwise, there are two extraordinarily steep hill mountains. Hmm. Um, that means the... every summer, like that guy that Grandpa killed, uh, unfreezes. And, and, and then freezes again. And slinks his way back down. The, I know it's Gets all, a it's, little more rotten every, it's all, every time. It's, it's pretty grim. I'm not going to tell any fibs here, James. It's grim. Nick, are you not going to tell fibs on this podcast? Not, it's not a fib cast. Are you saying that nothing you have said today has been a lie? I'm not prepared to commit to that. Are you going to swear on this Bible that I brought? Oh, my special wheeled edition of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. It's a transformer. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. It turns into a truck. Don't know why my transformer noise is just George Burns. <laughs> yeah. wah, 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 the glue coming down the hill is very good. It is good. That is a fun bit. Bark is covered in glue. He's and that's a, always funny. He's a little, to see a kid covered in a thing. He's a little glue boy. He's a little glue boy. Little glue, Bart. Funny uh, little weird gag here where Bart's looking at itchy and scratchy calendar and every month has the same image. Oh, I just a little like gag about like this being a cheap, shitty calendar. I hadn't noticed that every month had the same image. That is good. Yeah, that is a good get. Because calendars are kind of bullshit, aren't they? <sighs> Up there, yeah, there is a page a day calendar. Mm. It is currently on the twenty second of January because that's when my patience <laughs> for page a day calendars runs out. Even the month ones, I'm not that fond of, to be honest. I used to be. I used to get the like the far side ones before oh. they retired. Those there was a point where like there was one they put out that was more like this is the last one we're doing. The, this is the last day by day far side. The page a day far side. Yeah. Because I, I don't know why you would get like the monthly one when there's the day to day. Like, do you want 12 comics or 365 comics? Yeah. Yeah. Those I are the best if, calendars. I wonder if far side still holds up. I was a huge far side fan. <laughs> Cow tools. Cow tools is still excellent. Are we just going to Google far side and just see how uh, it goes? No, I'm just going to pull up a photo for you of what my childhood bedroom was like because I had for two years running, I think. I had um, page-a-day Farside calendars, and I stuck all the comics up on a grid in my bedroom. I used to, I would get the pages, and if it was somebody's birthday, I would, like, make wrapping paper out of them. Oh, that's fun. It was fun. What, did you, like, tape them together or something? Yeah. So they they became a big thing. Yes, that's what I did. Sick. All right, Nick. What I'm going to do, I've gone to Google. I've typed in Farside. Oh, have you got your favorite Farside? Nope. I'm just going to pull up three random Farside comics and see if they are funny. Oh, okay. So let's see. Here's the first one. It is... Okay, so we got some guys. They're on a castle wall. There's arrows flying everywhere. They're, there's invaders coming. They've yep. got a ladder up. And one guy's holding a water balloon. Sure. And he says, hot oil. We need hot oil. Forget the water balloons. Okay. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I like that. I'm not sure if they're going to st- stick up to this level of analysis. But... Okay, here's the second one. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, it is two hippos searching for their friend Albert. And they're shouting, Albert. And there's a crocodile in the background that's very clearly eating a hippo. And he's a big fat crocodile. Big fat crocodile. That's kind of funny. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. That's a good little visual gag. Oh, shit. All the fuss I was you as a kid as well. Yeah, it's me. How old are you there? 15? You look 15. No, younger than 15. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You look like a host of Cheese TV in that picture. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I'm not that into it. Okay, here's the third one. There's a cow 
there were a bunch of cows that were standing up. One of them shouts, cat car. <laughs> they all get down on four legs. And then when the car passes, they're all up on two legs again. I like that. It's the riddle of the Sphinx again is what it is. Okay, I'm ready to call it. Farside Fox is still good. I've got books somewhere. Like You have books? <laughs> Shut up. Well, like the Odyssey? <laughs> no, not not bullshit. I have Farside Compendia. We still need to do that Odyssey episode. Farside Compendia. I have yeah. multiple compendia of Farside. I forgot how into the far side I was. I, I we need to do this episode about the Odyssey at some point. Home is the Odyssey. So we do an eat my shorts on far side. <laughs> I think we just did. The new glasses conversation is in this episode. And I oh. love that scene. I forgot it was from this episode. And yeah. I love it so much. There's something's different about Bart. New glasses. No, he seems upset about something. Probably misses his old glasses. Very good. That's the best joke ever made by anyone. Uh, yeah, I'll sign off on that. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Hang on, I'll just. You gonna sign off on it? Right, let me sign off on it as well. Why is the signature so long? It's a fake signature. You can't. No, that's stupid. You can't do that. Okay, I did it. Well, I'm glad you signed off on it, but it took too long. I don't know. I think it was good. Um, And also the. Marge saying uh, she's worried about smothering Bart, and Homer saying yes, and then we'd get the chair. (sighs) Oh. That is perhaps my favourite tag. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fucking sign off on that one again because that is that is. Wait, wait, wait! I gotta sign off on it as well. Oh <laughs> no! Wait, wait, wait! No! Uh, Nick, no, I have to do it. Okay. Okay, done. Why is your second signature so much shorter? Just you know, it's shorter the second time. Oh. I just the first time was kind of like, you know, once I've got once I'm in the zone, I can just do it really quickly. I mean, yeah, yeah, cool. And also, like, nice little bit of exposition there explaining why Marge and Homer just don't get that involved in the plot of this episode. Mm. They're like, ah, oh, we should just let Bart do his thing. We'll just let him do his thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else am I... Oh, <laughs> we are watching this. Uh, at one point, Bart says that uh, he can hear Jessica's siren song inside the chapel. Yes. And you just said, how does Bart know about the sirens? And I found that a really funny comment. How would he, though? He's not going to know about the classics. I barely know about the classics. Wait. You don't think he's read Homer's The Odyssey? Yeah, I was about to say, this is coming back to our Odyssey episode again. Um, We'll delve into that more in our Odyssey Eat My Shorts, which we may never do. But, um, uh, yeah, it it just struck me as a weird, like, he's not going to know that phrase. He's not, no. No. Probably not. Probably not. Um, the idea of passing around a collection plate to shame people into publicly donating money is absolutely fucked. Yeah, I had some thoughts about that, because Buzz is like, stealing from the collection basket is really wrong, even I know that. But I'm thinking, like, is it that wrong compared to a lot of other crimes? I mean, aren't churches exempt from tax? Don't they turn a huge profit, generally? Mmm. Exactly. And what is the collection plate for? For the betterment of society? But then I got oh, thinking, I guess, it, is it for church upkeep? Is it for, like, maybe it's for the homeless? Like, they don't really specify what the plate is for. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, a pretty easy correction. If it was, like, if they were collecting for the homeless, sure, sure. it's a really terrible thing to do. Sure, absolutely. But I guess that, you know... So I'm think- wondering, does a small town like Springfield have it harder? Is church maintenance very difficult in Springfield for some reason or another? I don't know what church maintenance is. Mm. Um, but something I find really baffling is, you know, uh, there are places all around 
the world, right? Mm. What? That's what I find baffling. I'm confused by the number of places there are. But no, if you imagine, like, how many times have you gone to a free stand-up comedy show and then they say, oh, you know, there's a... Uh, you can donate, you know, two bucks. I used to play variety shows all the time where mm. it was free entry, but if you felt like donating something, you could donate. They are always so sheepish about it that it's like, oh yeah, the collection tin is over on the bar and, you know, there's no pressure, but blah, blah, mm. blah. Imagine if we were sitting in the dining room of the Ed Castle on Curry Street. Pass- Back when it was still open. Passing a dish around where everyone saw how much or little you were putting into that dish. Like, it is such a baffling idea to me about how fucking bold it is to just take money like On that. On the other hand, maybe they should do that. <laughs> because under capitalism, we all undervalue entertainment. Yeah, That's I, why yeah. this podcast is free, because we couldn't possibly charge for it. Yeah, but I don't... I mean, in, in this instance, are you are you equating the church sermon with entertainment? <laughs> no, I'm not, but it's, okay. you know... I don't know, that's just my thought on that particular thing. I would love to be able to charge for this podcast, but nobody would fucking listen to it. No. But I do think the podcast model where everyone is doing it for free, and then like people who get hyper-popular are able to get advertising is a broken model it's a bad model yeah well yeah we should be able to make money from this honestly we should but we can't i know unless we spent a bunch of money on marketing we don't want to do that see the problem i have with uh, not only is entertainment undervalued but i am undervalued in my own head <laughs> i don't think i should be able to charge for this but it's because i don't like myself but that's, no, you're fine that's a, that's a deep that's a deeper <laughs> issue do you, like uh, Jessica says to Bard, do you consider yourself yellow trash? Uh, no, but that's an interesting one. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't describe The Simpsons as yellow trash. No, probably not. No. I mean... Although they should have <laughs> clarified what this collection basket's for. Season 25 on is actually yellow yeah. trash. <laughs> 25's probably being generous. Like yeah, You'd probably call it much earlier than yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, Nick, are you saying The Simpsons isn't as good anymore as it used to be? What? Is The Simpsons still going? What? what? Anyway. I should have cancelled that show 30 years ago. Um, something I don't understand uh, about this episode, though, is... Uh, God, that would have been really funny if I could remember what you said you didn't understand when the troll was trying to advise you on your exams earlier. Oh, trigonometry. Trigonometry. Um, something I didn't, un- I didn't understand is I thought we would have seen more barbecuing in this episode because I thought it was um, oh okay because yeah. isn't the title like Bart the is it Bart the grill friend yeah Bart's grill friend yeah I thought we were going to see more about grilling and barbecuing yeah Bart the <laughs> grill friend <laughs> and I fucked that so just to clarify for what happened there I have a big note on my piece of paper that says grill friend and as I was I, I lifted my book and slowly started gesturing to James that that's the riff I wanted him to do. And then he took one look at it and just took a big shit on it. Oh, yeah, that, that thing with words that are, are working. <laughs> Le girlfriend? What the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, Bart's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, What's your favourite thing to grill, James? Uh... I like to throw a snag on the Barbie. Snag. A snag. Tremendous. Yeah. I like uh, the. I'm glad that Marge. <laughs> Good chat, James. <laughs> what, did you have more grill chat you want to get into? No, no, no. I just. I you want to gab about grilling? <laughs> so I, just, I just enjoy how 
how quickly we got off that track. We're just chilling and grilling over here. <sighs> I like that Marge recognises that they shouldn't have let them put Bud in that insane lock-up gear that they put him in. Yeah, that seems very extreme. Yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. too much. Also, in the large crowd shot when Lisa is talking about how somebody should fess up, mm. do you notice that Agnes was in there but with red hair? Oh, no, I didn't know that. She was sitting far away from Skin Dog, That's son. very interesting. It is interesting. I don't know. Omelette universe? Who knows? I mean, maybe. I mean, isn't everything the omelette universe? Potentially. In some, then, in, in some way. Nick, I've got two notes left. We're nearly done with this episode. Good this Lord. episode pugs in the key of Springfield. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, we see Mo lifting up Jessica's mattress using a car jack, and I think that's funny. Yes. yes. And he's doing it very delicately. Yeah. And I don't quite know why. No, it's just a weird little visual gag. Yeah. And then he smells the money and says, yep, smells like church. Smells like church. Church. Which is the name of the cat in Pet Cemetery. So the money smells like a cat, I guess. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, the ending where Jessica kind of says, like, she learned that she can make men do whatever she wants. And then she, like, rides around a bike. That end is funny, but it's one of those moments you're like, I wonder if this would be different if there were, like, women in the writer's room. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Especially because as the episode was ending and um, so Bart gets... Uh, mesmerized into finishing off scrubbing the steps and then he's like yeah but I'm going to get her I'm going to do a second rate job on this and it's like hang on so does Bart come out the winner or not like I'm very confused by exactly which way that resolution is supposed to fall and perhaps James that's what they were going for oh, 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 oh. I don't know, I don't know. it's I don't fine know. it's good it's a good episode yeah uh, I, I realised I meant to be like following your rankings throughout this thing but I kind Ooh. of like I, I realised I forgot where you fell on the uh, Halloween episode. Uh, okay, I've gone back a page. That is my current ranking. That's okay. the most up to date. So it was Itchy and Scratchy, Bud of Darkness, Treehouse, Lisa's Rival, Bob, Clip. Okay, I'm going to say this is sitting... Hang on, I, I need to figure out where I'm putting it first. Okay. Mm, yes. So the Treehouse was The Shining, Time and Punishment, and then The Nightmare Cafeteria. So very good Treehouse of Horror. Yes. I'm going to say this is sitting fourth. You are correct. Yep. Between Treehouse and Lisa's Rival. Yep. Lisa's Rival. An episode that I feel like, uh... I really like that episode, but this season has been so strong so far. Mm. If it had been in, like, an earlier season, it would be higher up. It is. So far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the, the sugar plotline in that episode is phenomenal. And then the rest of it is also very good. Somebody, a friend of mine messaged me... He didn't message me. He tweeted at me yesterday... Saying he was thinking of getting a Jeremy's iron tattoo and he wanted me to talk him out of it. I'm like, no, you should get that tattoo. That sounds like a good idea. Mm. That's a fun tattoo. That is a fun tattoo. And he's like, no, but seriously, talk me out of it. I'm like, I will not get that tattoo, son. Good, so, uh, good stuff. Patrick, if you're listening, get the tattoo. Get the tattoo. It's a good, I know you're not listening, but get the tattoo. Get it. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the uh, early 2000s band tattoo. Oh, the pretend Russian lesbians. Yeah. What songs did they have? That seems like a thing you'd be able to deep dive into. All the into. things you said, all, all the things, things you said, said, running through my head, running through my head, running through my head. I was trying to think, is that tattoo or the Veronica's? No, the Veronica's had um, a series All those things you in- say, all those things you say, <laughs> one of us is gay, one of us is gay. Is that how their songs went? <laughs> That's funny. Um, uh, no, they had... Um, Veronica's, they're pretty good, aren't they? I want to live forever. Uh, spend the night with you. Yeah, all the things you yeah. say, all the things you say. No, no, no it's different song, Jets. 
Oh, Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So I thought of one more um, uh, wheeled Jesus connection. Oh, good. The story about the loaves and fishes, where he took one loaf and made it into many loaves. Actually, about spokes on the wheels <laughs> that he has. It was a story about spokes and fishes. Not the strongest wheeled Jesus. He was Jesus. a... Are you saying he was a spokesman? Oh, very good. For Christianity. Oh. And also carpentry, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been Pods in the Key of Springfield, a, uh, I mean, a, a podcast about The Simpsons. No, We don't have any particular religious affiliation. No. <laughs> but we support people of all beliefs. I mean, except for the really awful ones. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, being a Republican, which is kind of a belief system. Hey, you think have, about. We, have we done the episode with um, Frostilicus? No, that's seasons away. I really enjoy the way you can't remember when anything happened on the Simpsons. I, I can't. Uh, I, I recently realized something about Frostilicus, but we'll get to that in several years' time. Yeah, you tweeted about this the other day. Mm, was that a, a revelation bit... to you as well? No. No, okay, cool. It was just <laughs> my, You're like, just oh, he's removing the ice cream to freeze himself. That's not a spur-of-the-moment decision. Like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I always thought that he was just wanted to buy a lot of ice cream, and then he went, fuck that, I'm going to freeze myself instead. Yeah, anyway. that's okay. It's one of those things. Sometimes, like, you just decide the first time you see something, oh, it's this way. Exactly. I do it all the time. I've had many revelations over the course of this podcast. It's a it's a, it's a a wonderful podcast about friendship. This podcast being Pods in the Key of Springfield. Never heard of it. A podcast about a little scene animated sitcom The Simpsons from the 90s. Mm. Uh, my name is James, by the way. You're Nick. Oh, yeah. I, it, it is good to do that at the very end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, let's see, we're on the A Lot of Green Network, we're on social media, you can email us, uh, all the information's in our show notes. Uh, Woozer, Wuzzle. I have to go stand over there now. I'm a troll man. It's what a time indeed. What a time. Indubitably. It's always a slight relief when I hit the the record button and then I see that the microphone is picking up signal and that we don't have to then spend two minutes going, wait, what's... what? What? So it's fine. Everything's fine. How was your Saturday? Um, I went to a pub for lunch. I had a beer. I went to an ice hockey match. Yes. Saw the Adelaide Adrenaline lose to the Melbourne Ice. Yeah, um, I saw something you shared on Facebook this morning about yeah. them losing, and it was like a tragedy, the a national ga- tragedy. It w- well, it was a state tragedy. Mm. I don't think the nation cares about our team because it's a national competition. I'm sure, over in Perth, they're very upset that the Adelaide Ice folks lost. The Adelaide Ice folks. That yeah. should be the name of the team. Uh, no, the game went into um, overtime. Yeah, because it was tied six all at the end of the third period. Sure. Went into overtime and with 23 seconds left to go, the other team scored. And how did Wayne Gretzky go in this one? Well, he wasn't playing in that one, James. Oh, why not? Was Is he it, just on the bench the he, whole game? No, 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 no. See... I think maybe something you haven't realised is that not every hockey player plays every hockey game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Wayne Gretzky is their best goal kicker, isn't he? Uh, kicker is an interesting choice of word. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, no, he does not play for the Adelaide Adrenaline. I okay. believe he played for the LA Kings for a while. Sure. And then some other team. And um, which team is the Mighty Ducks? Is that the Melbourne team or the Adelaide team? 
no, 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 no. See, once again, what you've done is conflated a specific piece of ephemera with the entire sport. Okay, okay. Yeah. And which one represent Australia at the Nagano Winter Olympics? <laughs> that was Emilio Estevez and his team, the Ducks. Oh, okay, good. They weren't mighty at that stage. No. No. They were the mediocre Ducks. Well, the mediocre <laughs> That's the prequel ducks. to yeah. the Mighty Ducks. The average ducks. Yeah. Kind of a depressing movie. Just a bunch of kids that aren't very good at hockey and don't really learn how to get better because their coach isn't that good. Yeah. Mm. And isn't he there because he, like, hit someone in a while driving drunk and his community service was you have to go coach this kid's hockey team? Well, the irony is that he slid on the ice and that's why he banged into somebody because oh, it's the nice year. I haven't seen this movie. So, oh, or maybe I have. I was, about to, I was about to drill down on that. You haven't seen The Mighty Ducks. but so it, I feel like I might have seen The Mighty Ducks too. Okay. As, a, as a child <laughs> out of all the like sequel only pools <laughs> Mighty Ducks 2 is a good one to see I mean uh, I think I might have seen it when yeah. I was just a little tacker yeah little boy yeah little baby boy that would have been wait oh have we talked about this before how you've uh, or am I confusing it with someone else um, have you not seen Aladdin, but you have seen Aladdin 2? No, I've seen, I've seen both. Oh, you've seen both. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the only Disney movies that I actually care about. Really? Which I know is a hot statement, but most of them I just haven't seen and don't really give a shit about. Uh, uh, did you have any thoughts on the live remake? Of Aladdin? Of Aladdin. I saw it, and it was a movie. Yeah, okay. It was one of those movies where I got out of it, and I sort of said, like, ah, uh, yeah, that was content, and I experienced it for two hours, and, like... Those two hours are not going to matter in my life after I was done watching that movie. Sure. But I didn't hate it. It's nice to see a Hollywood production where almost none of the cast is white. So there was yeah, that. That's good. It's like Billy Magnuson was the only white guy. And I like Billy Magnuson. I don't know who Billy Magnuson is. I know you don't. Yep. One of the things I find really interesting is when they first dropped the, um, the clip of uh, Will Smith doing Prince Ali, I really enjoyed how the entire world... Went. That's weird. This feels slower and much less energetic than the original. And I yep, listened to a podcast. Because it is. I listened to a podcast that broke it down. It is only like three beats per minute slower, and it is one one. Se- I think the key is one semitone flatter, or it might be a whole tone. The changes are actually not that big, but um, it's also the difference between Robin Williams and Will Smith. The in- delivery is very different. Yeah, but I really enjoy that. Like, it's a. Three beats per minute or five beats per minute or whatever it is, is basically imperceptible. And yet the entire world universally perceived it. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. <laughs> that is that is good. The, the thing that interests me now is because Aladdin, as far as I remember, like Aladdin 2's not bad. Like I feel like the directed video sequel was okay for Aladdin. I really wanted you to do a big pivot then and go, the thing that really interests me right now is what I'm going to have for lunch. And then just pivot to things that currently interest you. <laughs> I am. I have been wondering, but uh, Aladdin two. I feel like that movie was okay, and I wonder because the Aladdin remake has just passed a billion dollars. Are we going to get the Aladdin two live action remake? Oh, the Return of Jafar live action. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, I see why not. I mean, look, I'm not responsible for greenlighting these things. You're not. No. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Do you think they were excited when the Green Lantern got the green light, and they were like, <laughs> "Oh, that's kind of." It's Ah. it's like a bloody... It's like it's it. It's the green light. It's like it's it. The uh, upcoming horror film about it. Sure. 
I mean, maybe by the time this episode drops, it's already out. When it, yeah, it will be, I think. Yeah, okay. It's chapter two. Right. Coming to cinemas this September. Chapter two? Yes. Right. All right. How, uh, many, how many chapters do books usually have? Well, this one was uh, divided into two parts. Ah, two parts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is each part one chapter? No. Fuck. But a film, a film, Nick, different from a book. <laughs> Explain <laughs> how. Okay. Uh, you know how, like, films... Typically, like, the cinematic experience is a certain number of frames, usually about 24, sort of, like, depicted in a series across a period of time between about 75 minutes and three hours. And, like, you watch that and there's, like, accompanying audio cues, some of them diegetic, some non-diegetic. And it's, you know... It's filmed through a camera. It could be like a wide-angle lens right. or like a, you right. know, it, it could be framed in like the Academy ratio or oh, it could be in, you know, 4.3 yeah, or, yeah, four you know, three, this, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, essentially a film is a series of uh, mise-en-scene elements interconnected, I usually see. by an oral element. It's a experience that we view and we watch and we listen to. And, uh, you know, often there's a narrative component, not always, but it is some sort of uh, largely visual and oral experience mm. whereas a book is uh words um yeah here's something interesting yeah. back in the old reel-to-reel projector days yes so you know the image is projected bigger by having light pass through a series of discrete images right yeah we've got the f-stop yeah, I'm not going to get into the f-stop, but okay. in terms of so once we've got the images captured on film, mm. we project light through them and yeah. we move them. Was there an initial attempt that was a very long gallery with individual frames printed and hung on the wall, and you had to run heaps fast? <laughs> I love the idea of the first silent movie was just a kilometer long stretch of pictures and you had to run, run, run while staring at the pictures on the wall going, oh fuck, look, the horse looks like it's running. But then people would run off the track because they'd be really scared of the train that was approaching. (laughs) I mean, the good thing thing about that is you're already running. It's so easy to get away from the train. (laughs) Manual cinema. Oh, that's uh, so, that's I really enjoy that idea. Yeah. 